and it affects everything within it. And which is another way to say it's going to affect absolutely every aspect of your weight loss process, right? Is how you think about it. And if you're oriented towards weight loss versus weight mastery, two completely different uh, processes, right? Two totally different things. And so I would say the best thing you could do if you want to lose weight is to stop thinking about wanting to lose weight and start focusing on weight mastery, right? So let me give you some context, right? Where does this show up in life? It's kind of like, you know, um, I don't know, where do we look for shortcuts, right? So it's like, again, we will learn the, learn the piano, right? Instead of just saying like, I just want to learn the piano, learn it real quick, take a step back, say, how can I get to a level of mastery that I want to get to, right? And so all of a sudden, it's not about how quickly you can learn something. It's about how well you learn something. And it's setting yourself up for long-term success. Because again, with your weight, I was like the question, you don't, you know, how long do you want to keep the weight off for? Right? I mean, forever, right? And so orient yourself to that right from the get-go, right from the beginning. Because ironically, it's an easier process. You know, it's easier to do that than it is to try and lose weight. Because... When we just think about weight loss, we're really just zooming in to the whole process because, you know, again, if, if everything works out the way you want it to, you know, you have the weight loss phase that happens and that'll take a couple weeks, months, years, and then you get to that goal weight you want to live at, right? And then from that point forward, hopefully that's going to be decades, you know, they're going to live at that goal weight, you see? And so you want to set yourself up for that right from the beginning, right from the, right from the start of the whole process. And, uh, uh, I think it, it, it kind of sets you up for success and it causes you to choose different strategies, right? So again, if you're just focusing on weight loss, if that's all that matters to you, it's just so easy to choose uns unsustainable things, right? Plans that won't you won't be able to stick with, right? Because if all you care about, I just want to lose some weight, I just want to lose some weight, then it just becomes, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. You know, and this is how people choose 500-day calorie plans, 1,200-day calorie plans on day one. Right? How do you do that? Well, you do it because all you care about is just losing some weight. You see? And so you got to stop doing that. I mean, how long can you do that for? Now, again, I don't blame you. You don't realize you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like you're literally in a hypnotic mindset. You're, you're literally in hypnosis when it comes to your weight loss. I'm telling you this. And it causes you to think in a constrained way and you don't even realize it. You know, you've got all these limiting beliefs and limiting ideas and shitty strategies that you rely upon simply because you don't even realize that your thinking has been so co-opted by the diets, by the food companies, which are one and the same. And so these um, diets got you twisted around, you know, where you're literally hypnotized. And what's hypnosis? You know, it's when you're not using your critical faculty. It's when you're not using all of your brain. You're being very emotional, you know. You're just, um, you know, again, the, the definition of hypnosis, one of them is you're bypassing the critical faculty, Right? So you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part is very logical and rational. The subconscious part is not. It's very associative. just links things together. It's very emotional. And so what's happening is when you think about your weight loss, you are hypnotized and you're not using all of your mind. You're using your emotional mind. This is why you keep choosing unsustainable kind of extreme plans. You can't stick with it long. Your, your thinking when it comes to weight loss is extremely limited and you don't even realize it. And so that's why I do these, you know, that's why I do these, these free live streams. That's why I do free videos, everything. Cause I try to get the word out there just to start there. Um, let, let's get you thinking more clearly. And so one way to think more clearly is obviously to hear me talk about, cause I'm going to just identify a lot of things, but 
you have to almost dehypnotize yourself every day. You know, so in my program, it's the program itself then techniques, a self-hypnosis technique you use every day. And part of that process, ironically, it's a self-hypnosis technique that ironically dehypnotizes you from the state of hypnosis that you are always in <laughs> so that you can think clearly and rationally for a little bit of time. You know, now you go back into hypnosis. We can't not be in hypnosis. You don't understand this. Um, our brain is set. We have hypnotic brains, you know, we're, we're designed to be in a state of hypnosis where we don't have to think about every little thing constantly. We run on autopilot, right? We learn something and then we just do it. Again, tying your shoes is a great example of this, right? Whereas the first time you did it, it takes lots and lots of thought, right? You're thinking about every little thing you do, okay? And now you tie your shoe and you don't even look, you know? Um, oh, cool. I, I got some cool comments. I'm, I'm going to respond to those in a second. So now when you tie your shoe, you don't need, you think about this, right? Because, I mean, we take it for granted almost. It's like sometimes the most compelling, interesting, amazing things we're completely blind to. You know, so I use this example a lot, right? But if you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it. Close the other eye, look at your nose, you see it. It's right there, right? You open both eyes, it's like your brain deletes your nose, you see? So a lot of our reality is not actual. It's not, it's not like we're not seeing the full reality of things, you know? We see a very limited reality. And when we're in hypnosis, that's another aspect of that, you know, where we literally, we can live thinking, well, if I'm going to lose weight, I need a diet plan. I need to force myself to kind of eat in this new way. You know, I need to fight against myself. I need to, I want to look better. That's my big motivation. I want to get the fastest results possible. Okay. I'm going to start day one perfect and maintain that perfection until I reach my goal. <laughs> See, these are the hypnotic beliefs you have. And not only do they not make a lot of sense logically, like when you really think about them, but more importantly is that they haven't worked for you tens, 20s, hundreds of times. I mean, you've tried losing weight with these, these, this mindset and these beliefs so many times that you're probably now at the point where you're like, I want to lose weight, but I don't even know what to do, right? You're just stuck, stuck. Don't even know what to do, you know? And so what I try and get out here and do is just be an inspiration to say, um, your stuckness is not real. It, it's not, it, your stuckness is not a reflection of who you are and what you're able to do, okay? Because you think it is. You think your inability to lose weight is a reflection of your character, your personality, who you are as a person. And so you think, because you haven't been successful with it, <clears throat> you think the problem's you, right? It's a, it's a fixed mindset, right? You think the reason you haven't lost weight is because there's something wrong with you because you haven't been able to follow a diet or a workout plan or whatever it is, you see? But it's not. It's not, it's not, it's not. It's much more that the strategies that have been foisted on you um, are ineffective. And there's a reason for that. Again, as I say this and I'll say it every day, is that the diets and the food companies are the same thing, right? The big diets you know and you're learning from are the food companies. They literally own them. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle, right? Atkins Foods is owned by Auntie Anne, the same company that owns Auntie Anne Pretzels and Cinnabon. You know, these companies, they don't want you to lose weight. They don't want you to eat less of their food, okay? They want you to restrict your calories for a little while because that causes you to eat more ultimately, you see? And so you've been at the mercy of this. I've been at the, we've all been at the mercy of this. And it's, it in, in, infects you as much as, I, I reference this a lot because I think it's such a great parallel and you can appreciate it, is it, it's like um, cigarettes. Remember, cigarettes were there for 60, 70 years you know, people smoked, they didn't smoke, whatever, but very few people thought they caused cancer, right? No one thought this, 
right? Now, as we got into the, the 50s and beyond, you know, there was evidence that, that that was the case, but they sat on it, you know? And what that did culturally is it caused the majority of people not to even, you know, cigarettes, cancer, down here. They had nothing to do with each other, you see? And so all of a sudden when we learned that, that became a new piece of information that could help us change the way we think about cigarettes and ultimately change, you know, how much people smoke. You know, now the numbers go down and there's a lot more education, all the rest of it. But what's going on here with weight loss is that the way you think about losing weight has been primarily created by the food companies. And so that's why you're getting just little, what they do, they just give you tactics. They say, eat this. This diet says eat this way. This diet says eat that way, right? So they're always different. The specifics are always different, you know, of the diets. But at the core, it's someone saying, here, eat this way. And then you, you are just supposed to just all of a sudden just eat that way, you know? And you're supposed to use your willpower and just force yourself to eat that way. Completely just change all your eating, just, just change overnight into a different person. <laughs> and uh, it's silly because it would be much more like saying, it's like uh it's like like a piano. I, I use the piano a lot because I think it's a good good reference point. But it's like, you know, if someone just gave you a book on how to play the piano, right? It's like, well, that probably isn't going to help you. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't get to the core of what the problem is, you know? And so weight, the weight loss mentality that most people are walking around with is the, is the core problem. It's the mindset you have. It, it's, not, it's not the reality of who you are and, oh, I've tried losing weight for 20 years and it hasn't worked and I can't do it. That, that's not an accurate description. A more accurate description is say, uh, 20 years I've been wanting to lose weight. And now let's take a step further. What have I done to try and lose weight? I've tried everything. What's everything? Every diet, right? <laughs> Every workout. What, what's everything, you know? Um, and then if we boil it down a little bit, what's everything? Is it, yeah, you tried all these different specific plans, but at the end of the day, was it not you trying to force yourself to just all of a sudden eat different? You know, and so there's no, there's no explanation. Like I, in my program, right? We start with the mindset blueprint, mindset blueprint, six components, right? Do you know how to motivate yourself? You don't. Do you know about your self image and how that factors into your weight? Do you know how to create a new self image that's in alignment with your goal? Probably not. Um, do you know, understand habits? Like scientifically, do you understand how to, the structure, the, the components of a habit, how habits will operate? Do you know that you can't get rid of old bad habits? Do you know you can't get rid of that wiring? And so what do you do? You don't, you know? You don't worry about any of that stuff. You just rely on willpower. Fight myself. I'm going to change. This is, I'm going to do it this time. New year, new me. New person. No, you're not. Um, your emotions. Do you know how to feel the emotions you want to feel? Do you know how to genuinely deal with the, the shitty emotions you don't want to feel? Probably not. Do you know mindset? Do you know the components of a mindset? Do you know how to think like a thin person? Do you know what a thin person even thinks like? Do you even know the components of thinking? <laughs> Probably not. And then maintenance. Do you know how to maintain your focus? Do you know how to maintain your behavior? Do you know how to maintain your results? Not just when you get to your goal, by the way. You got to start maintaining this stuff now, the first day. You got to start your maintenance on day one, right? And so, so that's just my mindset piece. And that's six things that you probably have no clue about. So if you have no idea about those, then how can you, know, you can't say like, well, I can't lose weight. You can't lose weight the way you've been doing it, okay? And there's a, it's a quirk of the human brain that we will do something repeatedly and expect a different result. That's why we have that quote, right? That the definition of insanity is doing some, the same thing, expecting a different result, you know? And um, that's where you're at with weight loss. And I don't blame you because you don't have any alternatives that are out there. 
You know, there's no other alternatives. It's basically a dieting mindset. And again, the diets are always changing. So it's an illusion. It's the illusion that there's always new diets. There's always new, new things you can try. But, but at the end of the day, they're all the same. They're all the same. When, when someone's just saying, here's the plan, follow it. That's, that's the same. It doesn't matter what the specifics are. It doesn't matter if they say, don't eat carbs, just eat protein. Don't eat protein, just eat carbs. <laughs> don't eat fat. It doesn't matter about those specifics, right? What matters is, are you just supposed to take this plan and just start following it tomorrow perfectly? That's what you have to start looking at. And if that's the plan, you got to say, no, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to do it like this. It doesn't work. I'll do it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks and then I won't do it. I got to stop this. <laughs> I've got to get on a path where I'm consistently and constantly moving forward towards my goal. And your weight, just like everything else that you want to learn, right? If you want to learn the piano, if you were serious about it, you really wanted to learn it. I hope you wouldn't be like, well, I'm going to get the program that says I can learn the piano in a week, you know, stop looking for shortcuts. You know, again, I don't blame you. You've been hypnotized. When you think of weight loss, you simultaneously and exclusively only think about shortcuts because <laughs> that's what the diets are. It's all about like this. It's like get rich quick schemes, <clears throat> right? But it's for, that's what a diet is, right? This idea that, you know, part of your criteria for choosing a plan is how fast I'm going to lose the weight. You see, it's one of the main criteria and it's just like money. I mean, if all you do is look for quick, get rich, quick schemes, you, you, we know where that goes. Right. But you don't, what you don't realize, cause we don't use that phrase with diets, you know, but it's the same thing. I mean, how many times have you tried a diet and it's just, it's the exact same process. You're, you're hyped up for a couple of days or weeks and then you're not, <laughs> you know, and then here's the, here's the key problem with that. Cause even that part's not that bad. Like, like it's okay to get. Again, people are all or nothing with, with weight loss, very specifically. So I suggest you become all or something. Stop being nothing, okay? But to stop being nothing means you can't just follow a diet because a diet is in um, a very, uh, that, that's, that's evidence of your hypnosis, okay? Because when you start a diet, when you start any weight loss plan, here's the process. You rely on pain-based motivation, spontaneous pain-based motivation. You step on the scale, see a picture of yourself, the clothes don't fit, you see your reflection, and you get so upset, I don't care what I got to do, I got to lose the weight, right? And then you choose some plan. Half the time it's a plan you already tried, it doesn't work, or it's some new crazy plan. I'm going to do that this time. And so in that place, you're not, you, you're literally in hypnosis because you're not thinking rationally and calmly and logically. You're being very emotional. You know, that's how you're making your decision. And so it doesn't last and it's, you know, whatever else. But so the problem is you, you do it for, again, for a couple days, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, maybe. <laughs> but even if you do it for a couple months, even if you do it for a couple years, what happens? The second you stop, you go right back to being who you were. You, nothing's different. You know, that's that all or nothing experience of a diet where you can change your eating for three months straight. And that, that three month and a day, you're like, oh, I don't know. I can't do this. I'm sick of it. And you go right back to where you were. You know, like, like nothing learned, nothing gained, nothing evolved. You're no different, you know? And I say this to you now, cause you know, people watching this, people I always work with, you've been for decades trying to lose weight. You're obsessed with it. You've tried all the diets, you've tried everything. And so I say this to you that, you know, as little about how to lose weight now as you did right before you started your first diet, which is to say, you know, practically nothing, you know, a couple more like nutritional facts, you know, a little bit, a few more tactics here and there, but in terms of the core of it. Um, you don't know, you know, it's funny. I just put a video up and I said, what did I say? Um, you don't, if you're not thin, you don't, you, if you're overweight, you don't know how to be thin, you know? So I know how to be thin. I'm just lazy. No, you don't know how to motivate yourself. 
stop. Stop with the lazy thing. That's a nice word that you think means something. But the fact isn't that you're lazy. It's that you don't know how to motivate yourself. If you knew how to motivate yourself, right? If I gave you a little drink and, and you drank it and you were totally motivated and fired up to lose weight, wouldn't you drink it? It was safe for you? Of course you would, right? So don't tell me, oh, I know what to do. I just got to do it. No, you don't know what to do. And that's why you're not doing it. Let's be honest with ourselves. You've got to stop bullshitting yourself, which let me put it. You're not bullshitting yourself intentionally. You're in a hypnotic trance. And so I, I get it on here and I do these so I can wake you up for a minute and hopefully wake you up long enough. Just put you on a different path. <laughs> you know, Anything, you know, just stop, stop doing the same thing. But you don't realize you're doing the same thing because you're in a trance. When you're in a trance, it's your, your awareness is limited. Okay. Um, but I want to get to some questions. Let me get to some questions and, and talk here. Um, so it says, hi there. I hope you're fine. Thank you. I am doing, I'm doing okay. You know, I actually got a little bit of a, a cold thing going on here. Um, I've been kind of running myself ragged, you know, in life the last month, I would say six weeks, right? Holiday seasons were intense. And then I kind of kicked off and I've just been busy, 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 busy. And, um, I'm suffering a little bit, you know, and there was a, a week or two, I wasn't doing my salads. Um, most of my other lifestyle stuff maintained pretty good, uh, drinking a little bit more, but I think it was the absence of salads and mostly just running myself, you know, nonstop. Good stuff. You know what I mean? Like I'm coaching basketball, um, you know, been, been snowboarding a lot, you know, so it's a lot of fun stuff, but a lot of stuff, you know, and so uh, slept like 10 hours last night. But sometimes you got to recognize that and kind of recover it. But but I'm doing good. Just sound a little, a little bit stuffy. I'm getting better every, every moment here. I had a little bad decision and got a little angry. Then I got angry. Then I got angry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, you just read my mind because I literally was just making a video talking about love and hate, love versus hate, which one's the better motivator, right? Because when it comes to weight loss, most people are relying on the hate, right? And getting angry at yourself. I get that. I get that. It's hardwired into us. Again, that, that is part of that weight loss mindset because the weight loss mindset is all based on a fixed mindset. You ought to go look up fixed and, and um, growth mindset if you don't know that. Okay, because it's just a fundamental mindset understanding. You know, again, this is at the core of your problem besides the dieting. But the reason you get stuck in it is because you don't have a, a really good idea of your mind. And it's funny because I said to a quote here, I'm going to get that in a second, where they talk about I'm a psychologist and I like your information. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I used to my first hypnosis office was right down the street from a school that um, offered a PsyD, which is like, it's kind of like a PhD in psychology, right? And um, and so I used to get all the, these students coming in, right? They're, it's a, basically a PhD in psychology, okay? And they would come to me, they didn't know how to relax, test anxiety, stress, you know what I mean? Like all of these kind of relatively basic problems, but they had no clue how to fix them, you know? So they could analyze them all day long, right? They could talk about them, they could diagnose them, analyze them, but, but could they actually change them? You know, that was a different story. And so, yeah, I find it interesting. I've, I've worked literally like a lot of psychologists have hired me and, and I've coached them. And so I think it's the perfect example of knowing something and being able to do it are two totally different things. And so this idea of understanding your mind in a hypnotic sense that you have two minds, conscious mind and a subconscious mind, the conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part. That's the party that wants to lose weight and knows what you should do to make it happen. Okay. That part, you got no problem with. And that's the part that's looking for more information, more diets. What, what do we need to do? Right? You already know what you need to do. The problem is the subconscious programming you have. Okay. And that's the part that's running your behaviors on autopilot. And so this is the part you need to work on. This is what gets you brand new results. This is what changes absolutely everything, you know? And so understanding your subconscious mind explains so many things. Right? So I want to go back to this other person's question. They said, oh, I got angry, right? I made a bad decision. I got angry because what happens? We think, 
We think we're consciously in control of our behaviors. You are not. You aren't. You aren't. You aren't. I, 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 if I could just put one thing in your mind, it would be that. You're not consciously in control of your behaviors. You are in the moment. Like if you're aware and you say, okay, I'm going to make this decision and I got everyone watching me and I got a lot of stuff at stake, then you're consciously in control. Okay. But most of your life is not lived that way. Most of your life is just on autopilot and you're just doing what you did. You're doing what you were programmed to do. Okay. And so when we make a bad decision, we tend to look at it and say, what, what's wrong with me? Why would I do that? I know better than that. Well, not in the moment because you go in and out of trances all day long, right? The person you are right now listening to this, right? Especially like where I'm at, it's, um, it's what? One, two o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. The person I am at two o'clock in the afternoon is a lot different than the person I am at nine o'clock tonight. You're not the same person. You're not the same version of yourself. I mean, technically the same person, right? But you know what I'm saying. Emotionally, you're totally different. Psychologically, you're totally different. You're thinking about things a whole lot different. You know, and until you understand that you can't keep thinking about yourself as like this one constant person who's always the same and always, because then you get pissed at yourself when you don't do the right thing. So what's wrong with me? Why do I do that? And that's it. That's the problem. Because then when you look at things that way, when you think like you're a conscious being who's always just making conscious, rational choices, then when you make a bad choice, you get mad at yourself. But the problem with that is that you never get any further along of understanding how to influence yourself. You know, so when I make bad decisions and I make them all the time, I look at it and I say, okay, whoa, what's going on? What's the subconscious program? What's happening there? You know, and I start analyzing. I don't want to beat myself up because I truly believe down to deep down in my heart that people always make the best choice available to them. I really believe that. Even when there's, we're doing something very destructive or harmful to ourselves, there's some subconscious reason why you're doing it. You're not just doing things for no reason. I promise you, there's a reason behind it. And so when you start looking for those reasons, now you can start resolving it. Okay. I know you don't want to make that bad decision. The getting angry though, doesn't help resolve it. You know, and what happens by the way, this is typically someone makes a bad decision and they go one of two paths. They either beat themselves up or they just ignore and say, oh, I'm not gonna do that again. I'm never gonna do that again. Okay. Either one of those decisions really sets you up to repeat it again. <laughs> next time that situation comes up, because when you beat yourself up, what you are doing is you are replaying that experience and that bad decision over and over in your head. And in my world, we call that mental programming. You're literally programming your subconscious mind to replay that. Because even though you're saying, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have eaten that cookie. Your, your subconscious mind is like, oh, eat cookie. Let me, right? If I tell you, don't think about what I'm about to tell you. Don't think about a banana. Don't, don't think about a banana. Don't think about a banana, right? So I'm saying don't think about a banana, right? But you're thinking about a banana. Because subconsciously, you got to understand what a banana is in order to not think about it. Are you going to make sense of the words I'm saying? And banana is just an auditory anchor that elicits your brain to make a visual image in your visual cortex of a banana. And then you do some funny stuff and say, oh, I'm not thinking about it, you know? But when you think, when you make a bad decision and you say, oh, I'm not, why'd I do that? Why'd I eat that? Why'd I eat that cookie? Why'd I eat that cookie? Why'd I eat that cookie? You're literally imagining yourself eating that cookie in that scenario again, and you're reinforcing the whole thing. So the beating yourself up while addictive and you've been doing it for a long time and it almost feels good in a weird way. And I think it feels good because it makes it seem like, oh, all I need to do next time is just make a better decision. And I'm just gonna beat myself over the head until I make the better decision. It's a complete lack of understanding of how your mind works though, okay? And so what we wanna do is wanna recognize, okay, I don't like that decision because I don't like the consequences I get out of it. I don't like feeling bad about myself. I don't like getting angry. I don't like feeling full. I don't like being overweight, whatever the, the consequence of it is. And then you say, okay, if I could go back in time knowing what I know now, what would I have done differently? Now, all of a sudden, you're on a completely different path. You're on a solution-oriented path where you start coming up with solutions. You start trusting yourself. Geez, I, I didn't want to make that decision. I don't even know why I did it. 
but what would I like to do in that situation? Well, if I go back in time, I would have chosen the apple that was right next to it. I would have chosen that apple and it would have been a little bit challenging in the moment, but I would have chosen that apple because I know once I ate that apple, I would have felt better about myself. And then I would have felt proud of myself. And then if I keep making decisions like that, I'm gonna start losing weight and feeling better and I'll be the person I wanna be, you see? So again, that's a real shortcut of an explanation, but the getting angry at yourself does not help, all right? So let's see, how long does it take? Oh, these questions. I got to answer questions quicker. That's the that's the secret. All right. Um, how long does it take, or how much practice does it need to learn how to hypnotize myself? Um, it it's I, so so the first so my program is basically three things. It's the program yourself thin technique, which is really that self hypnosis technique. Um, there's the blueprints, and there is a bunch of hypnosis sessions that I use to kind of reinforce everything. The hypnosis technique itself, I teach. It's a ten minute video, <laughs> you know, so it doesn't take long. You already hypnotize yourself. So it's not, it's not a matter of learning how to hypnotize yourself. You are always hypnotizing yourself by the way you think, okay? So for example, I run this thing. You have some idea what you're going to do tonight, don't you? Right? You're not spontaneously going to do something completely different tonight. You're going to do what you expect to do on a Tuesday night, right? And you're going to eat what you expect to eat and you're going to do it, okay? That is a form of hypnosis, right? So the way you're thinking about the future is a form of hypnosis and it works pretty well because you're pretty much going to do that. Very rarely do you find yourself like in a completely different <laughs> like environment, right? It's not like, like tonight all of a sudden you're going to end up in a, a pool hall somewhere in, in a different city. <laughs> I mean, like that's not going to happen. You're going to do exactly what you expect to do because humans pre-program themselves. We pre-program ourselves and then we just run on autopilot. Okay. So how much practice does it take? I mean, it's a lifetime of practice, you know, because Learning how to hypnotize yourself is, I think, the most important personal development um, transformation skill that exists because you're a subconscious being. And so you need to learn how to influence your subconscious mind. And hypnosis is the best way to do that. And so it's not rocket science. It's not as complicated as you think it is. I mean, hypnosis, the hypnotic state, there's two definitions I like to use. It's a bypassing of the critical faculty. So it means you're not logicking everything out. You've, you've logicked yourself to death and it's not working. You know what you should do to lose weight. You know what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. You don't need any more information about that, okay? What you need is you need better programming about that, all right? So it's not a logical problem you have. It's a subconscious problem. And so your subconscious mind is not logical. It is associative. It's emotional. It just does what it's, it's been taught to do. So going into hypnosis, the first step is this inward focus of attention. You're bringing your attention inwards, right? Because rarely do you close these eyes of yours and stay awake. But guess what? 75% of your brain is dedicated to visual stimuli. So as soon as you close those eyes, what happens is you free up a lot of energy and then you start paying attention to what's going on in here. And the first thing I suggest you do when you do this is relax that body. You're going to realize, oh my God, my shoulders rock hard they're so tight oh let me relax my face oh that feels nice let me relax my stomach my chest oh let me take some deeper breaths oh man this feels nice and so for a lot of people that's the first time they've felt that in years <clears throat> i can't tell you the number of people when i'm in my office i hypnotize people and that was almost always the first time i have not relaxed that hard in ever in years Okay, so that's the first thing is you calm yourself and relax yourself, right? Then you pay attention to where you're at, you know, in your own head, your thoughts, right? What you're imagining, what you're focusing on, what you're remembering from the past. And so once you start to recognize those things, then you start to systematically change them so they start moving in the direction you want them to go in, okay? And you're not doing any of this <laughs> because you're not, your body's probably rock hard, tense, and stressed, 
right? You're activating your, your sympathetic nervous system all the time. And psychologically, you're just looping. You're looping through the same thoughts that you always have, right? Especially with weight loss. It's just, it's a looping thing. You just keep looping through what you should do. And it depends on the day of the week. So where are we at? Tuesday. Uh, so Tuesday, you're probably either, you know, you, you kind of keep this going because yesterday was Monday and we start the plan on Monday. Tuesday, we'll see where we're at. You know, and as the week goes on, each day's got its own loop thoughts with it, you know, but they're habitual and they're, they're running automatically and they're running constantly. That's what I'm saying. You are your own best or worst hypnotist because you are up in your head, your internal dialogue. You're talking to yourself all day and night constantly. And what you're saying, if you're not getting good results is causing that. And so I don't know. I don't know how you would change. I literally have never seen anyone really create change that wasn't using hypnosis. Now, I will say they may not have realized they were using hypnosis. But at the end of the day, because this is how I all started this whole process. I learned neurolinguistic programming, which was all about role modeling. I found people that lost weight and kept it off, and I talked to them. I would interview them. I would study them. And I quickly found out that it wasn't so much the tactics of what they were doing, it was how they thought about things that was the real difference. And so I started to implement those things and I started to program myself with those ideas. And that is what made all the difference in the world. And so I continue here, I continue, I'm constantly programming myself because I'm always at the mercy of my old programming. And so if I want to achieve different results in my life, I know that I need to change my programming. And that's how I see the world. So you may or may not agree with this, and that's fair, but I, I don't see how I would change anything. I'm talking about anything. I'm talking about drinking more water each day. I'm talking about going to bed earlier. I'm talking about relaxing. I'm talking about calming my mind down. I'm talking about eating a salad every day, nourishing myself. I'm talking about walking. I'm talking about feeling more grateful. I mean, literally everything is a subconscious program, in, in my opinion. And so if you don't know how to influence your subconscious mind, I, what are you going to do? You're just going to willpower yourself to change? How has that worked? I don't willpower myself to change. I want to be clear about that. I, I don't. I do, I do use willpower as a force for discipline, okay? But when I want to change something, I instantly go to my subconscious mind and I take that approach, right? Because I'm not just going to try. And I say this to you because... Let's just go right back to the beginning. You're here, I'm talking about weight loss, and so you think you wanna lose weight, and I'm here to tell you you don't wanna lose weight. You don't. You wish you'd lose weight. You really wish it, right? Level 10, you, you really wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow and be really motivated. You wish today you'd just magically make the right choices. You wish it off the charts, but you don't actually want to. Like how much effort, how much time, how much energy would you invest in actually making it happen? That's your want, and that want's really low. And so the first problem you have, the first challenge you have to overcome if you really want to lose weight is you got to actually get motivated. You're not motivated. And you, I, I tell you this because you're making the mistake of thinking you really are motivated more than anything in the world to lose weight and it's not happening. And so if you believe that's the situation, then what you have to believe if you're not making the results happen, you have to think there's something wrong with me. I've done everything. There's nothing I want more in the world than to lose weight and it's not happening. So there must be something wrong with me. I'm here to tell you, there's nothing wrong with you. The problem is you don't know how to motivate yourself and you're not motivated. And that's why you're not doing the right things. And you've never learned how to be motivated. And so until you're motivated, I wouldn't even start another diet. I wouldn't even do anything with weight loss. I would start saying, I don't really want to lose weight that much. That's what I'd start saying if I were you, <laughs> because at least now you're going to start being honest with yourself. Because at this point, you don't even trust yourself. You don't know what to do. You're just twisted upside down, flip-flop. You have no idea where to go with this. You know, you just magically hope some magic solution is going to pop up on the thing, you know, some new diet, some new pill, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you just hope something's going to magically appear, you know, but you have no real strategy for making it happen. 
And so, you know, that's what I teach is an actual strategy. And it's hard. It's hard work and it's not easy, but it's a real plan. Like I always say, my, my program is like a college course, you know, condensed into eight weeks. It's, it's, it's real. It's a real work, you know, um, but it breaks it down. You know, so all of a sudden you have some granularity, some understanding, you know, how to create these changes. So, yeah. How long does it take is the wrong question. The question is, how important is it for me to learn how to hypnotize myself so that I can actually create some real changes in my life? You know, that, that's a better question. And it doesn't matter how long it takes because it's so important. Someone says I lost 82 pounds. That is awesome. That is quite an accomplishment. Quite an accomplishment. That's another thing I'm going to do. So um, let me just mention this. I don't know if you're still on here, but there, there's two things, right? So one of the things I wanted to add this year, I want to do lots of live streams. I guess three things. I want to do lots of live streams and put lots of videos out. But the other thing I really want to do is coaching sessions with people. So if you're, if you're open and you're interested in having me coach you one-on-one, -on -one, um, now the, the catch is I'm going to video, we'll videotape it and I will release it out as a podcast. Okay. So you gotta be that type of person who's okay with that, you know? And of course, if anything, you know, really personal comes up during the call, we can cut that out. Okay. But it's really, really helpful. It'd be very helpful for everyone to be able to see me coach someone because it, it's, it's real. And you'll see, like, we, we completely go in a different direction. You've ever gone guaranteed. Um, so if you're interested in, in like doing that, shoot me an, an email. You can write my, um, you can shoot me an email, Jim at program yourself, then, dot com or you know if you're on tiktok you can click on the my bio there's an email button right there and just shoot me an email the other thing is if you've lost 82 pounds if you've lost a bunch of weight and you're interested in sharing how you did that that again is another thing that'll be really valuable for people to hear because it won't just be me asking you what you did we'll talk a little bit about that it'll primarily be about your mindset how'd you get yourself to start it stick with it and get results that you had you know presumably not gotten before okay and where you plan on going you know, with it, how, how you plan on maintaining it and how that's going. Okay. But that's very enlightening for people to hear too. So that's a big goal of mine this year is to really get, get content like that out there. So, so if you're interested in those things, shoot me an email and um, we'll, we'll link up. Um, I did it. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> my middle name is shortcuts. Yeah. Right. And now again, it, it's not your fault. Remember this, the, the primary organizing principle of your brain is to conserve energy. Okay. So you're literally built that way. So it, it's again, the diets, they're, they're, um, you know, it's just like the phones and, and a lot of stuff is like hacking on our dopamine, but like the diets are very, very engineered to appeal to us, you know? And so we love shortcuts, you know what I mean? So again, that, that's not an unusual thing. We all want shortcuts, but you know, it's, it's the sign of being wiser and more mature at some point to take a step back and evaluate what we've been doing, what's working and what's not. And I think what you'll find consistently is that a shortcut focused mindset is one that just kind of repeats the same thing over and over. You don't really get anywhere. You know, you, you spend all your energy on finding shortcuts and invest them for a little bit and they don't work. And then you look for the next one. You just keep looping through that. And so the alternative is to kind of really commit to a plan and just keep improving and get better. Like I always say, like the strategy to lose weight quickly and the strategy to lose weight for a long time are usually very, very different. But ironically, the one the, the weight mastery strategy is typically a lot easier because it's not so, so extreme. You know, now again, the challenge is you have a little more patience with the whole process, but it's way easier in the sense that it's not like cutting 50% of your calories out tomorrow and then expecting you're just going to live with that. You know, it's a much more, the way I do it anyways, it's a much more, you know, slow paced, natural, let, let's do this. Let's do this once and let's do it right. And let's master your weight once and for all. Okay. It's that kind of mindset. Um, someone says, could you give some examples on how a thin person thinks and views food? Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of things, but I'll, so I'll give you one. And, and this is, I was thinking this the other day, this is the biggest shift that's happened for me in my life is the way I started with food, thinking about it and where I think about it now. 
And so part of this, you know, when you understand hypnosis, by the way, you don't just hypnotize yourself through trance states, like, like, like official trance states. So I show people like a real self-hypnotic programming is kind of the technique I like to use. And so it's a very simple one. It's, it's more like, like visualization, guided meditation. It, it's, it's that kind of feeling to it. Right. But we can get hypnotized by anything in that the primary way that you're getting hypnotized in your life is when you're watching television. Okay. Because you go into a trance state and then the commercials come in and that's the hypnotic suggestions. There's also stuff going on in the shows that's, that's hypnotizing you. Product placement is one of the most effective hypnotic strategies to influence you because what flies under the radar is typically more effective than things that are kind of out in the open. Because when a commercial comes on, your brain says, oh, I know it's a commercial. It still impacts you. Okay. But it's a, less of an impact a lot of times because you're a little bit more on guard. Okay. Um, but so there's lots of ways to kind of hypnotize ourselves. But so changing the way you think about food is, is, is a primary one. So um, what I was going to say with that is like I've seen so many documentaries. I've done so much research on food now that the way I think about food has really transformed. So I'll give you a, a, a macro example and then I'll bring it down to a micro. A macro example of how I think about food now differently than how I used to think about it is that I used to focus on the consumption of the food. Meaning, when I thought about food, it was basically thinking about that moment when I put it in my mouth, right? So if I eat a cookie, let's say that's, let's say I'm a slow cookie eater and it takes me a minute to eat a cookie, right? Um, I'm thinking about that cookie and when I think about the cookie, I'm basically thinking about it 30 seconds before I put it in my mouth, so I'm like grabbing it and then that behavior, put it in my mouth, chewing it, swallowing it, and then finishing the cookie, okay? That's how I thought about food pretty much, consumption, eating it. Okay. When I think about food now, I'm much more oriented towards the consequence of it. So instead of the moment when I'm putting it in my mouth and chewing it and swallowing and eating it, I now am much more oriented till like 10 minutes after I finish. So when I'm making a food choice, instead of just thinking about how it's going to taste in my mouth, I, and now this is subconscious by the way. Okay. So I'm not actively doing this. I'm subconscious of the way I think about food is instead of just the eating of it, I'm thinking about where am I going to feel in 15 minutes after I finished eating that? physically, mentally, emotionally. And so on a macro level, that's the biggest shift, you know, that I've made just in general with all the food is that I, I still like eating food, by the way. So I still, what I do though, is I have, I, in my program, we got three eating blueprints or three, three blueprints that people, weight mastery blueprints, a mindset blueprint, a lifestyle blueprint, and eating blueprint. So part of my eating blueprint is really breaking the week up into two categories of clean eating. And that's the intention. That's the, the goal. Doesn't mean it always happens, but that's just the intention for those days. And then there's, you know, planned imperfection, foot off the gas. I, I hate the word cheats. So I don't like to use it. And there's days like that where you're making more food decisions. So the clean eating days are making food decisions based on health and how it's going to nurture your body. And the other days, which is usually two days for me, um, is food decisions based more on the enjoyment of food, the consumption of it. Right. So there we go. One's based on consumption. One's based on consequence. That's an easier way to explain it. And so I still enjoy the food. But when I get to that point where I can just make food choices based on the how enjoyable it is, I'm already got a solid base. You know, I mean? I'm at my goal weight. I'm healthy. I'm feeling good. And even when I eat those foods, I don't go crazy with it because I don't like going crazy with that. I don't like overeating. I don't like how it feels. I don't like eating too much sugar. I don't like how that feels. Okay. So even when I'm eating for enjoyment, it's still in a, in a moderate and and it's, 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 again, everything I look at, it's like, how can I get the most enjoyment possible out of it? And stuffing myself silly, to me, is not enjoying, you know? It might feel good in that moment, but go just, just 10 minutes past, and then it's not enjoyment. And so there's a concept called full-cost accounting. When you're making food choices, you can't just look at the consumption of it. 
And that's what you're trained to do. You're literally hypnotized to do. Every food ad is constantly just showing that eating process, okay? So you have to rehypnotize yourself to start focusing more on the consequence, and then you naturally and automatically start making healthier choices, okay? Um, so that's kind of an example. Um, so I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll leave you with a good example. I'll leave you with the macro one, all right? Um, I think about food all day not to eat. Yeah, exactly. That's what diets do, by the way. Again, you have to understand that the diets are there to get you to eat more food, you know? There's, I, if I was gonna, if I was like a f owned a food company, like I own a cookie cookie factory, I swear, like I, in the, on the front I'd be selling cookies, and on the back I'd be selling the, like a diet where you didn't eat cookies. <laughs> Do you understand? Like I, out the front I'd be selling the cookies, and out the back I'd be like, we got the cookie free diet. This is the most unbelievable diet ever. You stop eating cookies, and you're gonna lose all the weight. And what it would do, right, is again, don't think about a banana. Right, so listen. All you have to do to succeed on this diet is just do not eat cookies. Just don't eat delicious cookies, and you're going to lose weight, right? Because now it starts to get you. I'm saying don't think about cookies, but you're thinking about them, you know. And so, what do the diets do? Right, pretty much most diets, the experience of it is it's now let me constantly all day focus on what I can't eat. Is that not how it feels to diet? <laughs> like, did you have a different diet experience where that's not the case, where you're not constantly obsessed with what you can't eat, right? <laughs> and so if that's how you feel on day one, I promise you by day 10, by day 30, it's just more of an obsession, you know? So every time you diet, you are literally just stoking that obsession with food more and more and more and more. Now, we can take this to an extreme because they did the Dutch famine study. Look it up. It's fascinating. And um, now that's a famine. So that's an extreme version, obviously. But when people, when you, well, there's two things. I don't want to conflate these, but um when you are restrict food A, right, when you start saying, I can't have that, you start to subconsciously want it even more because you start to feel intense deprivation. As soon as you start a diet and say, okay, well, this diet says I can't eat any carbs, okay? And so as soon as you say, well, I can't have any carbs, your mind starts thinking about all the scenarios that you want to eat carbs and that you can't. You start thinking about every birthday party you're going to be invited to for the year. You think about every situation where there's going to be carbs and you start thinking about them and then you keep saying, well, I can't have that. I'm not gonna be able to have it there. I'm not gonna be able to have it there. And you start feeling deprived and all day long you're stoking this deprivation. So that doesn't sound like a good strategy to, to change your eating, right? But that's what every diet's doing. They're literally focusing you on the things that you can't eat and uh, it starts to create deprivation and once you feel deprived all the time, it's very rare that you're going to last very long. All right. So yeah, you're spending all day thinking about foods and not to eat. And that's very common. Um, someone says, please talk about trust the process. Well, I don't know what that means. You know, I, I put trust the process in the, in the same category as like intuitive eating. Sounds great, right? Sounds like, well, you're overweight. Just listen to your body. Just eat what your body tells you. Oh no, don't do that because your body's going to tell you to eat everything in sight. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> We're all intuitive eaters anyways, but um, if you've got bad intuitions, you better not listen to them. <laughs> if you've been overweight for 20 years, you know, you can't trust yourself. Now I tell this to my clients. I got a client who's obese and I said, listen, you cannot trust your body at this point. Your body doesn't know you got your leptin resistant, your insulin resistant. You got all these factors going on that are tricking you, you know? And so you can eat enough food, but your body won't feel like it. So, um, I don't know what process you're saying. So some tr processes I'd probably trust. And a lot of them I wouldn't. You know, if it's diet based, if it's, I, I, most processes I've seen with weight loss are completely wrong. So I don't trust those. Um, so yeah, if you're a little more specific on the, on the trust, the process, what the process is, I could speak to that a little bit more, but I would not just 
trust the process. But let me uh, let me let me not just be an asshole. I, let me I'm gonna say I will trust the process. I will say one big thing I've identified in my transformation, and I try and articulate this to people, and it's a little sometimes the most powerful things in my experience are like the most subtle things, and so it's hard to like like I'll say it, but it just sounds like well that's it that that's it, but it's like it's a little subtle shift that can make all the difference. And I'll tell you one that w- w- really helped me a lot. When I was actively losing weight, so I was 50 pounds heavier. When I was like, okay, I really want to lose this weight. And I was interviewing people. And I was doing all this mind stuff and, and yoga and all this stuff. And um, one of the things that happened for me though, that was so different. And this was because I had spoken to people who had lost weight and kept it off. And I was aware of the mindset piece at this point. And the big difference between that approach and what I'd tried before is that it wasn't fixated on weight loss. Now, I wanted to lose weight. That was an important part for me, but I wasn't fixated on it. What I was fixated on is the process of what I needed to do. And so there was like, I knew, for example, I'll give you example specifics. I knew like I was, I was eating at night, every night. After dinner, I would eat every single night until pretty much I went to bed. And I said to myself, if I want to lose weight, I think I should start there. That's, that's without question my worst habit. And I knew like that was probably responsible for 35 pounds of extra weight on my body. It was a bad habit. And so I didn't like, as I started to work on it, I wasn't just looking at the scale. What I was really fixated on was the behavior. And so if I went at night and I didn't eat anything at night, I would wake up the night, I'll go to bed feeling proud of myself. And I would wake up feeling happy because I knew I had a, a sense of faith that if I, could master this habit, if I could eliminate that habit of eating at night and replace it with something better that I knew, I believed, I had faith in the fact that eventually that would turn into weight loss. And so I was more fixated on what I was doing. Okay. So I just did a video on this, right? It's the, it's the story. You may have heard this, but the student walks into the dojo and asks the karate master, how long will it take me to get a black belt? And the master goes five years. And the student goes, well, what if I come in twice a week? And the master goes, that'll take 10 years. He goes, what if I come in every day? He goes, it'll take you 25 years, right? And so what's that all about? Well, it's about sometimes, and this is so true with weight loss, we're so fixated on just losing weight that if we don't get the results fast enough and we're just so fixated that we don't have an energy left to dedicate ourselves to the process of getting the results we want. You see, you have to understand cause and effect. Your weight is an effect. You can't lose weight, you know, short of chopping an arm or a leg off. You can't lose weight. There's nothing you can do. What you can do is you can eat differently, live differently, make better choices. And through some magical process that turns into weight loss, you see? And so you got to fixate on the, uh, the causes of the effect, you know, think about your weight as a reflection of what you're habitually doing. So you need to get obsessed with what you're doing. And then that will turn into the results you want. And so you can't spend all your time focusing on just what you want. So I say this to people because, right, so I'm a mindset person. So people, I think this is where the law of attraction kind of misses things a bit. I think like going to the end result and connecting to that is beneficial because it's very motivating. You can learn a lot from that. But I do not think that's enough. My technique, again, the program yourself to technique is built all around getting yourself to actually do the things that are going to get the result you want. You can't just sit here and imagine yourself thin all day long. I I don't think that works. Okay. I want to make that clear. I think that's a a part of the puzzle. Okay. And so again, in my, my process, we, we integrate all those things. We integrate getting to your goal and experiencing that, but then we put it into the context of you doing the things that are going to get you that result. I hope that's making sense. Okay. Because it's very important. So if that's what you meant by trust the process, then I'm all for it. Okay. Um, Let's see. Someone says, hello. Hello. Paisley. 
Paisley Gigi. I love TikTok names are the funniest, right? Um, so he doesn't answer questions. I do answer questions. I, I just answer them real slow, but I'm going to answer them quick now. Okay. Um, I'm having trouble with depression, so I'm avoiding the whole issue. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, now, my specialty is not, I'm, I'm not a, a depression expert, but it comes up obviously with weight loss, right? Emotional eating. And so I will say this just as in a general um, approach to it is that I think humans have this weird thing about being very problem oriented where we know there's a problem, I'm depressed. And we start asking why questions. Why am I so depressed? What's wrong with me? Why does this keep happening? You know, what happened in my past that caused this? And we, what's happening is though, I, I use this metaphor, the problem-oriented thinking, it's kind of like the problem, I think like a solar system. So the problem's like the sun and all the thoughts, the memories, the questions, the, the behaviors, the feelings, they're all revolving around that problem, you see? And so one of the biggest shifts I like to make is to become solution-oriented. And so I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm being glib with, with depression. Cause I mean, some depression is a physical thing and there's more to it. But so I'm talking about, you understand I am a coach. I'm a hypnotist. I work with people that are relatively, you know, not dealing with medical, physical issues. And, um, it's a mindset thing. Okay. So I'm approaching, I'm talking about depression on a mindset level. And so is there physical stuff that you need to deal with perhaps? And that's not my specialty. So I just make that disclaimer. However, even if that's your situation, I do think that becoming solution oriented is a pretty powerful way to at least find some relief and solutions to what the challenge is. And what happens is it all starts by asking the question, how do I want to feel? How would I like to feel? Now, as soon as you ask this question, you really tap into what makes you a human, your ability to create, to be a solution-oriented being, you know, to find answers to things. But remember, your subconscious mind's a servo mechanism. It just does what you ask it to. It's like a computer in that sense. And so if you keep saying, why am I so depressed? What's wrong with me? How come this keeps happening? Your mind just keeps giving you reasons why that is, okay? As soon as we start saying, how do I want to feel? I'd like to feel happier. How can I feel happier in my life? What is one little thing I could do that make me feel a little bit happier, right? So again, we don't want to just go right to like, you know, some skipping around, bubbling around. Like, like we don't want to do some huge jump, but let's start where we're at and ask the question, what can I do to make myself feel a little bit better? You know, how would I like to feel? When's a time in my life when I felt a bit better? How could I feel a bit more of that now? You see? And so that solution-oriented kind of mindset, those questions, they start bringing you in a totally different direction, right? So I hope that um, that brings you a little bit of relief. And again, that, that's obviously a complex issue and, and, and takes a lot. Um, I get depressed because of my weight and, what's it say? I get depressed because of my weight and the next thing I know I'm eating more. Yeah, absolutely, right? That's that emotional eating. I, that's why I was just, I'm just talking about that video. I didn't get it made yet, but I'm going to make it tomorrow is um, love versus hate. Which one's the better motivator? People intuitively rely upon hating themselves, beating themselves up to motivate themselves. You know, that's again, a part of that diet mentality. The diet mentality is so toxic. It, it makes me crazy and they do it intentionally. I, I have no doubt about it because I'm not the smartest person on the planet. Like I promise you that. And I figured out a lot of stuff that's just, it's obvious as all get out. And so I know if like really smart people were working on it, we'd have a lot better solutions, but it's like, let, let's be honest. It's like w when people try and lose weight, they really start again. It's that usually that spontaneous pain-based motivation. So the most motivation you've ever felt to lose weight most of the time is this spontaneous pain-based motivation where again, you see your picture, you step on the scale, the clothes don't fit, you see your reflection, you get so upset, you finally start taking some action. And so what happens now is you're in the habit of trying to recreate that pain 
because it happens spontaneously when it's good, right? And you just found this just last week was a new year. And so you tried to recreate that motivation. You can't do it because you don't know how to motivate, motivate yourself. But what you do try and recreate isn't good anyways, because you're trying to create more pain. You try and beat yourself up. You try and hate your body, hate who you become, um, hate how you're behaving to try and change. And it doesn't work because your, your brain is a pleasure seeking mechanism. That's why you're eating the, the food in the first place. It feels good. That, that's always going to win out. Okay. And so, um, yeah. So when it comes to weight loss, people try and always beat themselves up. But what ends up happening is not only is it not much motivation that doesn't last, um, but it usually makes you feel so bad that the only way you know to deal with those negative feelings is to start eating because the primary strategy you have to deal with your emotions is eating foods. That's, that's emotional eating, right? That's your primary strategy. And so, yeah, that's the trap a lot of people get in. They try and beat themselves up to finally take action. And they feel so shitty that they need to feel better. And so they go to the food and they just keep cycling through that. So, yeah. So, again, the, the first solution, and you can experience on my, my TikToks there is, and on my YouTube channel, is go listen, watch like the video, the hypnosis sessions, because they're all based on not, not feeling bad. They're based on let's, let's connect and tap into how you want to feel, who you want to be. Let's tap into the pleasure of your goal. And you'll find that as soon as you do that, it's way more motivating. It's way more inspiring, you know? And so I suggest you, you learn how to use that as a motivator, you know? Again, what I always say, so in my program, we always start with motivation blueprint. And we start, I take people through what I call the motivation matrix. Level one is pain and pleasure. How to use pain and pleasure intentionally on yourself to motivate yourself. And I'll, I'll summarize, and the second level is intrinsic and extrinsic. But pain and pleasure, pain's good for making a decision and pleasure is good for carrying it out. What you're trying to do is use pain to mo to get to make a decision and then carry it out. And that's why it doesn't work. It, it, that's not how your brain's designed. Um, does fasting slow your metabolism? Um, I think it depends how much you fast, how you fast, um, how often you fast. Uh, you know, th th there's, you know, and I don't know, it depends on the person too. So uh, intermittent fasting, I would say no. Um, and, and if that's what you're talking about, long-term fasting causes all sorts of other issues. And I, I never really knew this until, like I said, I started making videos on TikTok and I got, ex I don't want to say exposed, but my videos went out to the eating disorder TikTok accidentally. And so then you start, it's, it's weird because I've never, I've been so obsessed with weight loss for like 30 years. Like, like I mean, 100% in the weight loss area of people that want to lose weight and can't. And so to all of a sudden be, be face to face, I mean, like I know what an eating disorder is in a sense, right? But I never really exposed face to face with it. And it's weird because things that I talk about so much can be taken completely the wrong way, right? So even fasting, for example, all of a sudden you see, like I fast every night, technically intermittent fasting of, you know, I usually stop eating six to seven at night and I wake up the next day and start eating seven to eight the next morning. So 12 to 13 hour fast, right? And then you see these people, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to break my fast. And they're on a multi-day fast, you know, and they're trying to do that to not eat it all. So I don't know what fast you mean. And if you're trying to do multi-day fast, um, I would not suggest that, okay? Intermittent fasting, I think, is a different one. And I, I think intermittent fasting, it's, it's working to whatever level feels right for you. So for me, it's very natural and easy. And I, that was never my goal. I, I started doing this 30 years ago when I want to stop eating at night. And so, you know, 20 years later, they was like, oh, that's called intermittent fasting. Okay, fine. That's, that wasn't my intention in the first place, but that just became what it was. However... It feels great. It's one of the best things I've done. I love not eating for, for a period of time every day. It feels amazing. Um, Digestion is one of the biggest uses of energy in your body. So I think taking a break from eating, I think, is, is only good. You know, I, I really believe that. Now, is that 100% true? Obviously not. You have to make your own decisions. I'm not a doctor. Um, but I don't think it does. Someone says, this is great info. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Hi again from Scotland. All right, Scotland. That's cool. 
It's always exciting to see all the different places that people, people are at with this. I read the blueprints this morning and they make so much sense. All right, cool. So Allison, you're in the program. Super. So remember, we got a call coming up. Okay, make sure you get on these office hour calls because then I can work with you and, um, and help you through those blueprints. That's the key thing here, right? This eight weeks, let's get those blueprints done. They're not easy to fill out. I'll be the first one to admit it. But it, again, it's like a college course. Once you do that work, you have those blueprints for the rest of your life. All right? And I'm telling you, they change everything. You know, because I'll tell you one of the main things I'll get people in the program to say, I don't know, my, my motivation's kind of waning, right? So a regular person, it's like, well, what are, what are we going to do? You know, it's like, you don't even know what motivates you anyways. But with the right program, you filled out the blueprints. And I can say, go back to the blueprints and look at them and let me know how you feel. And every single time people come back to like, I'm fired up again. Okay, because once you identify what truly motivates you on a very in-depth level, my the blueprints in my program, it's a 60-page workbook, right? So when I tell you it's thorough, it's thorough. It takes a lot of work. Um, but once you have it, it's like this personalized roadmap. It's like a golden ticket, you know, to live at your goal weight. And so awesome job, Allison. I'm glad. Yeah, they make total sense, right? <laughs> and when you fill them out, it's even better. Um, someone says, good advice. We'll definitely try to implement the consequences way of thinking. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's the huge thing. Now, again, you know, you want to implement it subconsciously, ideally, um, you know, so that you're just naturally and automatically asking the question, where am I going to be in 10 minutes from now? How am I going to feel? You know, that question's changed more in my eating, than I think, than anything else. It's really, really helpful. Do you coach one-on-one? Um, I, I kind of do, but right now I don't have any spaces and it, it's a huge investment. I mean, it's 25K, you know what I mean? Like, I don't do it much. Um, I do have, well, you know, it's like I have a program which we have office hours. And right now I just started, I just started offering this program with the office hours in January. I've restructured everything. Like I said, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And I knew what I've been doing a lot for the last five, 10 years is really a lot of coaching. I've certified coaches in the program itself, then uh, method. Uh, and and I've, I had a program too, but I, I redid the program and I added to it office hours where you get to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it's, it's one -on one. It's a, it's a group setting, but you get to work with me personally. Um, and so that, that's much more in line with my goal. So that program right now, it's, it's worth it because I have a, I have a group program. Um, it's a small group though. You know what I mean? So, so it's, it's no more than four people. Uh, so that's a lot more, but the group right now is still relatively small. So that's like kind of at the moment, it's a deal. It won't be that way for, for many more weeks. We got people joining all the time. So again, you're still getting my attention. I'm still going to be there and help you out, but it's just less attention. You know, and you're going to see, cause I'm going to, I'm going to start getting some coach. I got some people that re reached out to me and I say this again to you, if you want like a free coaching session, you know, and you're willing to let me tape it and put it up online, um, I'm doing that. And when you see those, I, I think you're going to be shocked. It's, it's, it's fascinating. And again, you're just going to see me deconstruct things in a way that I, I guarantee you have never seen before. And so I'm really excited for that. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't coach one-on-one, -on -one, you know, right now I don't, I just don't have any spaces for it anyways. Um, but I do have a, a, a private group. And, and I have the program, which right now is almost like a private group. So, so that's the deal. And if you're interested in that, by the way, you can't just join. Um, what you have to do is on my bio or in the description, you click on that link there and go watch that three steps to master your weight training. It's about a half hour and um, it'll change the way you think about weight loss, you know, forever. It, it'll just give, it'll give you a much more clear understanding of what's going on, more granularity, as they say, about the details that will truly allow you to master your weight. And so I put these barriers up because weight loss is one of those things. I've been talking about this the whole time, right? Most people, when it comes to weight loss, are in a hypnotic trance. And an aspect of that trance is they get very emotional and take like 
real spontaneous action. And so I don't want those people in my program because I don't want someone who's fired up today and not fired up the day after. You need to be committed. My program, again, I like to reference like college. It's like, it's like signing up for college. Now it's compressed, it's eight weeks. But it's, I want you to have that kind of attitude because when you go to college, you're not like, okay, well, let, let's, let's sign up for college. Let's see what happens. Let's see if it works, <laughs> right? You don't do that with, with college, right? You sign up and say, okay, I'm doing this because I've weighed everything out and this is really important to me. And so I'm committing to it. I'm investing time, energy, money, and I'm committing to mastering this area of my life. That's the attitude you would need to, to get any results in my program. And so you can't just buy the program. There's no page you can just do it. You have got to click on that link, go to that page, put your name and email address in, and then the, the next step seems to stop most of the people. You gotta push the play button and then you gotta watch it. And it sounds simple, but I'm telling you, I, I see the stats and that's where most people fall off, you know? So if you can do all those things and then watch the training, then you'll you'll see, you'll learn about the program and um, you know, if, if it's right for you, you can sign up there. But um, that's the only way I work with people now because again, I, I put these barriers up and stuff so that by the time I am working with someone, I know they're committed, you know? And then that's what you need to do because weight loss is hard, right? Let, let me break your little trance, your little weight loss trance. There is no easy weight loss thing out there. Not, not a single one, nothing even close, right? Not even the surgery, which I, I don't know if anyone thinks that's easy because it's really not. Um, but on top of it being a lot of, you know, it's obviously surgery on your body. It's wicked expensive. It's a lot of work just to do it. And then you do it and then you still got to deal with all the same bullshit, right? Those people, yeah, you can only eat this much at a time, but what happens is a lot of those people eat this much at a time all day long and they just stuff themselves and put the weight back on. So it doesn't guarantee anything. So at some point, no matter what path you go, you're going to have to do some of the work and, and it's mindset work primarily, you know? Um, so yeah, there's no easy way to do it. Any tips to stop binge eating? Yeah, well, I don't like to just give general tips of binge eating. I like to get into the specifics of it because um, everyone's situation is a little bit different. Uh, what I will say, a lot of binge eating, right, is, is emotionally driven, okay? And so I think one thing that can help with it is awareness, your own awareness. And so I think what happens sometimes when you binge eat is that after you finish binge eating, it becomes a cycle of kind of like we were just talking about a little bit earlier. I don't know if you're here for this, but someone said, I made a bad decision and then I beat myself up, beat myself up, beat myself up. And I think that binge eating is that on steroids, right? It's like you, you weigh over, you do all that stuff, and then you beat yourself up. Now, again, I'm talking in generality, so maybe this isn't how you do it, but this has been my experience. And so, and, and by the way, I want to make it clear, like I'm not a binge eating expert, okay? So my, my expertise is helping people without really disordered eating, okay? And binge eating is in that, that ballpark. Um, so my expertise is not disordered eating. It is people that you know, are relatively normal eaters, but are, are struggling to eat better. That, that's really my specialty. But binge eating, what I will say, you know, one way to look at it, I think I'll at least offer a bit of support for you, is that you might be in the cycle of, of binging and then really beating yourself and feeling bad about it. One thing I would suggest on the solution-oriented front is if you can look back on it and start identifying some of the emotions that trigger the eating, okay? Where are you at emotionally when you're eating that way? And start to gain some awareness of that. And so you may notice some patterns, you know, you may notice that different people, different situations are triggering you to binge eat. Um, and, and again, those people, those places, those situations trigger a feeling in you, a state is what we call it, how you feel and how you're thinking. And so the more awareness you can have of that, then you can start asking, okay, when I feel that way, what are some other things I can do? What are some 
how would I like to feel in that situation? Now, again, I'm not, not being flippant. I'm not making light of it. Um, but the food is being used as a strategy usually to make yourself feel better in the moment. Right. And the truth is it's not a great strategy because has lots of negatives with it. You see? So if you can bring some mindfulness into the process and when you're first working on mindfulness, by the way, you usually have to start the mindfulness after the fact. Okay. So don't see, this is, again, this goes back to that diet mentality. You think if I tell you, oh, start paying attention to what state you're in before you binge eat, you think, okay, got it. Now I got it. Now I know. You don't know. <laughs> it's like now I've, I've kind of just shined a light on it for a second and it's going to be gone. Okay. That's just human nature. Reinforcement's more important than information. Okay. So I'm telling you this, but you're going to forget it. Okay. It's okay. It's about consistently going back and saying, what's going on here? What state is triggering this behavior? And starting to ask the question, what's an alternative behavior I could use when I feel that way? Okay. And so it's a slow process. It's, a, it's again, it starts with awareness. And a lot of times, again, you're not going to even realize you did till after the fact. There's a concept I like to use called eating trances. And everyone experiences this, disordered eating more so. And so um, eating trances are when we're not being logical. We're almost like an automaton, like a zombie. And it's like we're not using our brains. We're just kind of going through our behaviors and our emotions. And we're not thinking. People do this every night with the snacking on the sofa, right? It's like you're not thinking about it. You don't want to do it. But there you go. You're doing it every night. Okay. So a lot of times the, the time to change those behaviors, you have to wait till after, because while it's happening, when you're looking forward to it, you just don't have the awareness of recognizing it. You're literally, let's just use nighttime eating, right? Let's say eight o'clock at night, you usually sit on the sofa and eat whatever you eat. And so it's like, we could talk about this at two o'clock and you could have a great conversation about it. But all of a sudden five o'clock comes, six o'clock comes and you start going into that trance. And part of that trance is you start moving away from your awareness you start moving into automatic mode and next thing you know you sit on the sofa eating and next thing you know it's an hour later you say holy shit what did i just do okay don't beat yourself up recognize that's how my brain works i i lose awareness and the the time to focus on then is to go back in time in your mind and say oh wait what happened there let me just take a second this again when, when i talk about my program yourself then technique it's two technique it's the redo technique rehearsal technique the ability to look back on the day and pick the one behavior you're not happy with and say, okay, knowing what I know now, what could I have done differently? How do I want to feel in that situation? What are some other things I can do? And using a hypnotic process to get those answers and solutions because you don't have this awareness, I promise you, you know? And so the awareness is the first piece. And then just having that persistence to reinforce and keep on bouncing against, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Because every time you binge eat, it's an opportunity to say, <clears throat> not to beat yourself up, but to connect to the consequence. <laughs> <clears throat> what happens there? <clears throat> I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm dying on TikTok. <laughs> Life's so funny. I don't know what's going on in my throat. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some coffee in here. Probably a lot of viewers now. People think <laughs> an emotional breakdown. But it's just me choking to death. Then we have any notice on that? Why do throats get dry like that? All right. Can I talk? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm back to normal. I was fine the whole time, right? Like I said, me sitting here crying in a good for views, probably. I don't know. Does anyone understand that? Like, I, that happens spontaneously occasionally. Like, my, my throat just dries out to the core. 
as I can't talk. Um, that's probably, I've been talking too much lately, I think. <laughs> that's good. All the people have been asking questions I never get to when I talk too much, I'm all happy now. All right. So, yeah. Anyways, where the binge eating, I kind of lost my train of thought because I was choking to death there. But um, <laughs> so anyways, it's the persistence to keep going back on it, to understand that, that knowing what you should and shouldn't do is not enough. OK, it's about reinforcing and being persistent. <clears throat> I feel coming back, being persistent with your um, with what you want, you know, that just knowing what you should do logically is not enough. You know, again, I, I always reference back like um, playing the piano. Right. So it's like, you know, someone could show you how to play a song. That doesn't mean you can do it. You know, and you may even understand. I got writing with your hand. Right. You know everything about writing. But if you want to learn how to write with the other hand, you don't have to go read more books. You don't have to read a book like, oh, how to write with my right hand or how to write with my left hand. You already know how to write. You know, you just need to sit down and do the practice, do the work. Um, any tips to stop binge eating? Oh, I just talked about those. So I hope you heard those. <clears throat> By the way, if you didn't hear those or you want to watch this, uh, two other ways you can listen to this. So I'm simultaneously live streaming this to YouTube, okay? And so the cool thing about that is that they're all up there. So feel free to, um, you, you can watch those anytime you want. And I have a podcast. So you can look up Program Yourself Then Podcast and you can go uh, listen to these as well. And the more you listen to me, you know, not me coughing and hacking, but the more you listen to me talk about this stuff, the more it's going to impact you. I'm using conversational hypnosis techniques, okay? That's one part. And the second part is just listening to stuff is, is hypnotic, okay? I understand. You've watched documentaries, right? And um, if you watch like a sugar documentary, you don't need as much sugar the next couple of days, right? Now, it doesn't typically last, but that, that's hypnosis as well. Again, watching TV, movies, stuff like that's very hypnotic, all right? Um, boom, boom. I'm in the UK. Will the timing still work? Yep, again. Uh, thanks. Cool. Let me see. Absolutely true. Thank you. You've helped me a lot listening to your videos. Awesome. Yeah, great. I'm glad. <laughs> Regan. <laughs> Regan. I know Regan. She probably was there, saw me hacking away, and she'll be laughing about that. You're just passionate about informing us. Breathe. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, right. Right? That's uh, funny. There it is. Slay. I almost slayed literally there. All right, cool. All right, everyone. Well, I'm going to get out of here. I got to do, do a call here. Um, if you're in the program, get on there, right? Get on the office hours. We're going to do a Zoom call. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to you. All right? And, and if you're in UK, you've got that information. Shoot me an email if you're having any trouble um, getting a hold of it. But we'll get that figured out because uh, I want to get you on the calls. All right? And, and they're really valuable. All right. So cool. All right, everyone. And then remember, if you want to learn more, you don't want to get you know involved with what I'm doing or just learn more, um, go click on the link in my bio um, or in the description and go watch that training. Okay. Click the link, put your name, email address in there. And fine, you want to watch the training, just go in there and put your name and email address in because I never even talk about this, but just put your name and email address in there. I've got a whole program I'll give you for free. Every day I'm going to I send you stuff and emails and um, it's good stuff, you know, and I, I regularly give you more more things to help you. So as I said, my mission is to help as many people as possible with their goal weight. And so even if you don't get involved with my program, uh, I'm still helping you, all right? So even if you don't want to watch the training, you don't like trainings, go um, go to that link and put your name and email address in there and, I, and I'll send you cool stuff all the time anyways, all right? Oh, Austria, all right, cool, cool. Um, that's a good one. Sorry, everyone. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and I'll talk soon. Bye.